This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Offside by a mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, ladies and gentlemen, is this going to be the happiest Offside by a Mile podcast ever? It's nice to be happy. Like, I mean, we were really happy to start the year, but I think this is the first episode coming off of three wins of, like, dominating performances yeah yeah (laughs) yeah how how are we possibly gonna have things to talk about because we can't disagree today well you know we just you know get to talk about good stuff again and a lot of good stuff uh as usual i'm tyler we have jared and brett in studio buongiorno thanks for tuning in and uh tuning in in tuning in in. gotta bring that back tuning in in Let's start, as usual, with the recaps of the games of the week, and we'll go all the way back to Edmonton, where we said happy thoughts, so we got happy results. Nailed it. It didn't look like it. When we got off the recording and we turned the game on to watch them live, that first period was um, not best, bro. Yeah, well, we didn't really get to see too much, but um, yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, I mean, Gruby Gruby played well in the first. Uh, that Cara goal was not his fault. That's a bunch of defense. Well, a bunch of the abs just watching him come out of the corner and right do whatever he wants. Uh, but the the biggest thing about this is, well, the, the biggest thing about the first period for the abs, I think, is Grubauer stood tall pretty well the whole first period yeah which has been something he's basically been doing all year yeah right he he came he may not have had the greatest start in his first start or two after his injury but he's kind of kind of back to form for sure Mm -hmm. definitely shook the rust off when he made what 13 say well 12 saves in the first yeah he had a busy night in in this game well i mean ish sort of i guess at he had the a busy start of the first. Game. Yeah, he had a busy first, and then the abs took over. Right, pure and simple. That's it. Was that's what it was. Yeah. After the first twenty, it was domination. Yeah, actually, I'd say about the first. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the first half of the game, because the abs, as we know, ended up with a highlight reel whammy in the second period mm-hmm. that pretty much shook the shook the life <laughs> into the game for the abs. Yeah, you could say that. I, you know, because it was pretty much following that hit by Graves. Yeah. yeah, I, I like the the five minute power play that ensued wasn't great, especially when they added on the five right. on three minor from mm-hmm. uh, Drysital. Right. But Ryan Graves absolutely laid out Alex Chase on. It was after great. Adam Larson 
gave a suicide pass to Chase on going up the middle of the ice. And Graves just perfect time. Perfect way Nick to step Foligno, up. Hey, Nick Felino, you want to maybe check out some tape and learn how to actually hit someone <laughs> yeah. without chicken winging them? This is how you do it. Yeah. If you want to lay someone out, this is how you do it. Ryan Graves, Alex Chason said, because he played on Saturday night, he didn't get a concussion after this. He went to protocol, got mm, right, yeah. got um, checked out and ended up playing Cleared, Saturday night yeah. for the Oilers. But he said that was the hardest hit he's ever taken in hockey, period. Oh, that is the greatest hit I've seen all year. Oh, 100%. That's the best like, hit I've seen in a long time. And this is yeah. not being biased. Oh, yeah. But why is it the best hit we've seen in a long time? Because players don't suey their teammates like that anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, that was – that is uh, – it's just uncalled for. Like, you can't you can't do that to your own team. Man, Adam Larson owes Chase on, like, a Rolex or something after that. <laughs> not a beer. Not dinner. Yeah. He owes him something pricey after that. That is Seriously. a dick move. And, yeah, obviously, you know, the whole sequence for Larson is complete <laughs> garbage. Just trash. Because right <laughs> after that, I don't know what he's thinking. He just, you know, pretty much chicken wings. Who was it, actually? Tynan. Yeah, it was Tynan, right? Yeah, right. chicken wings, Tynan takes that five in a major for elbowing, and you're out of the game. Which, uh, two things on that. I don't think it was necessarily worth five. I, I do agree. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't good. I definitely see why the refs sided with the five. It definitely could have been a two. It wasn't mm. very hard. But at the same time, I think it was that was Wednesday night. I think it was like Tuesday or Monday. There was that elbow. I think it was the lightning game. And Buddy gets two games for elbowing. I think it was Ristol. No, um, Darlene. Mm, right, 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 right. Against Buffalo. Yeah. He got two games for an elbow. And mm-hmm. that one was a lot more serious. Darlene's hurt. Yeah. Where I don't think Tynan actually got hurt. No, I think he's okay. Um, But at the same time completely uncalled for. Tynan did absolutely nothing. Adam Larson was just pissed because he just killed his teammate. Right. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. (laughs) And then the second thing I want to bring up is I saw it on Twitter. Guys, five-minute majors for, like, physical contact that's not fighting comes with a major in the NHL. Period. Pure and simple. There was plenty of tweets where they're like, oh, man, after review, they added a game misconduct. It's like, no, nah, it nope. was already there. That five-minute ma- five major comes with a game misconduct. Yeah. If it's you not t- fighting. You tell me the last time you saw a guy serve his own five-minute major and come back to a hockey game that wasn't fighting. Right. Because it doesn't happen. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, <laughs> fives come with majors. Or it yep. comes, with, come with games. So Larson was done if that was a five. I'm glad they uh, reviewed it because we actually got to see that. Mm-hmm. Personally, for the first time this year, I haven't right. seen another review. Like, I haven't been watching a game live to see the review happen. It's still another one of those where it's kind of like when goalie interference came out. <clears throat> I just, I don't see NHL referees changing their minds on their own opinion. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Because it wasn't, yeah. it to, like like we said, right, I this was like right at the bottom bar of if this was a major or not to me yeah it's right on the edge right yeah and i just i don't see a ref looking at it going 
Nah, the, I, I'm gonna go with Miner yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay, I guess. Fine. I just I don't see them changing their mind like that because again, it's the saying like, oh, you know, I was wrong. Yeah. Oh well, elbow contact head five minute major, good enough for me. I don't care about degree of violence anymore. And like, as much as you can dispute it, it is like after the play hap or after the whistle. Actually, is it like after the whistle? I guess it's like right. I think it was after. after, I think it was after the whistle, but I don't think it was like late. Yeah, but it's like on an unsuspecting player. Yeah, absolutely no. Like he's not he's not defending himself at all, and Buddy just you know chicken wing to the to the forehead basically. Yeah, it's a super dick move. Yeah, but then the Avs basically do nothing for three minutes, which was disappointing. But you know, I got very disheartened when Drysaddle trips up Makar. They get the five on three and do nothing until the very end when uh, Koskinen actually has to make some saves. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't dangerous. It was not. And my personal opinion, and I think a lot of people around the NHL, if you can't score on a five on three in the NHL, you don't deserve to win that hockey game. Especially a two minute five on three. Yeah, like full two minutes. Yeah, it wasn't like it was 30 seconds. Yeah. This was two minutes. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, like, we, we watched up until this point. Right? Like, the three of us were watching this until this point, and we're like, screw this. I don't think Diaz got it tonight. We're going to go edit the podcast. Right. And then we come back from editing the podcast. And, and literally right when we come back. Missed just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I caught the McKinnon goal, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. They're going there now. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the Codry goal was beautiful. It was. Um, This was right... Pretty much right after we decided to go edit. Yeah. Was yeah, the Codger goal. Um, very nice goal. And of note, Callie Rosen's first point is an half. Yep. So that's interesting. I don't know if he necessarily had the greatest night. But for a guy that's first... Actually, he was on the ice. I think he was part of the reason Kara scored. I think he was around the net and just kind of didn't play it properly. But again, this guy's playing an NHL game for the first time in quite a long time. Over a calendar year. Yeah. So uh you can't really blame him for not being up to NHL speed. And unfortunately for him, because he's going he's back down to the Eagles. So is what it is. But hey. But getting he's a, getting assists and gets his assist, gets his first first point as nav, and they're off, basically. Yeah. And the period still one one, but to start the third, do they ever go off? Yeah, and this is something that we've seen multiple times already this year, where you let your guard down for a tiny little section like this. What is it? Two minutes and thirty two seconds, something like that. Yeah, two minutes thirty two seconds, and you get scored on three times by yeah. the Avs. You let your guard down a little bit, and they make you pay quickly. And who is the focal point of this three-goal span? Mackon. McKinnon. None other than Nathan McKinnon. Just a freaking Who is beauty. ridiculous and had the most ridiculous month of November that it was the best month of his career. Yep. It's uh best month of his career, best... uh best month of any avs player in history oh wow which is 25 insane. points and the next best is him at 23 points and then it's i think it was Sackick at 23 points 
And it's insane to think that he barely had his line mates for that whole stretch. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. He had new. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They didn't have Miko or Landeskog for the entirety oh. of November. I was, I was thinking Landeskog played like one or two games in November, but no, I yeah, you guys are right. Yeah. Which is insane. <clears throat> so, and you know, we kind of. So what, is December just going to be, is December just going to be better? Like <laughs> points? I'm down, dude. Let's go. I mean, he's going to have both his teammates back now. Or line mates, sorry. Yeah. Um. And as you saw last night. <laughs> decent decent but yeah so he ends up he gets the really nice primary assist on they have second goal of the night he buries the third goal of the night nice rebound you know nothing he his best play of that sequence for the third goal was his shot that went wide where i thought he buried it on Koskinen. just mm. like he shot far side and i thought he caught the corner but missed ends up hanging around the net and Rebound falls to him and yep. easy wide open net. Yeah. And then first career NHL goal, Logan O'Connor doesn't even have to lie to his grandkids that he went cheddar. Yep. That was filthy. That was sick. <laughs> um, Yeah. Assist from Nashushkin too, who's just been playing like a beast, man. He's just continuing to do what he's been doing all year. Yeah. Where he's absolutely a top 12 NHLer on this team. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got some wheels, as we see in the ne- the game following this it, game, but, like, he looks good. He's got, as of, the, as, as of this goal on Wednesday night, he's got four points on the air. Yeah. He is not playing, like, a four-point player through nah. 25 games. You'd think he would, you know, watching him play, you'd think he'd have, you know, over 10 yeah. for sure. But, like, and beautiful play. Goals, possibly. Beautiful play from outside the, or from behind the goal line. Yeah. To O'Connor, who he catches the puck and then it's kind of rolling, and then he just like backhand snapshot shelf. Yeah, it's like so nice. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, so hell yeah, O'Connor. That's you know just goes to show you again how like productive this depth can be too, yeah. and like that Nieto goal was just beautiful as well. Yeah. It's just really, you know that flurry. I love that flurry that just comes out of this out of this squad, man. When the when they get that little whiff of, uh, I don't know, what do you, what do you want to call it? Like submission from the other team. Yeah. And they just bury you like with that speed. Like so many people on this team are so quick, especially led when you can just let McKinnon fly up the ice and you can just see all of the defenders they're like oh mckinnon mckinnon oh watch mckinnon oh look who's back door freaking wide open there we go boom in the back of your net he's just like the little distraction out there and still they can't even handle it i love it well he's so dangerous he can he can trick you and think he's gonna pass or just you know top shelf it and that's one thing i've noticed too is he's you can tell he's working on his one-timer Mm-hmm. because, man, has he got some nice shots off this year and some nice goals off that one-timer. His hands are just so filthy, too. Yeah. And he's he's just so quick. His his agility's off the charts. I think that's one thing that puts him above, like, not just his speed, but it's like when he wants to dipsy-doodle, you know, delay, do a little turnaround, he is so quick and no one can even handle it. Like, he puts on the brakes, boom! Off and he's got like you know five feet five feet of separation. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like unreal. Uh, another note on this game: Avs ended up with fifty shots on yeah. net. Just unreal. 
uh, Oilers fans, you're going to have a bad time if you let a team shoot 50 times. Yeah, the Oilers didn't basically get a shot for, I think, the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. They stuck at 20 shots for so we, long. You pointed that out when we were watching the game. Yeah. And then, like, the main thing in the, the last few minutes of the game is the Zach Cassie and Nazem Kadri. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call that. Shuffle? Yeah. It's the shuffle. Gong show in front of the net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cassian drove like ran over Gruby or something, didn't he? Right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened there. I just I remember the ensuing garbage. I just don't remember what started it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I remember us looking at going. I was gonna power play there. Oh, okay, sure, sweet, all right, right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Not that they needed it. it. Game was over. It was just the yeah. final nail in the coffin. But like again, the Avs or the Oilers just. That those three goals happened to start the third, and they were just like, "Cape going home." Yeah. But another thing I'd like to point out too. Avs go into Edmonton. Edmonton destroys the Avs yep. and ends McKinnon's point streak. Oh yeah, right. Oilers come into Denver. Avs destroy the Oilers and and McDavid's point streak and yep. Drysaddle's. Yeah, they did a really good job of shutting down that line yep. in this game. Uh, you could see their frustration. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So, you know, kudos. Good good game, boys. Good game. Very good game to start the weekend, in theory. Yeah. Not quite the weekend, but <clears throat> our weekend episode, so we're going to call it the weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. Then we get into the home-and-home home with the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. which, as we said in our interview with the Hawks podcast making predictions is bad. We right. get jinxed er day. And of course, Burakovsky has to get hurt at the end of the second period against the Oilers. Right. On a seemingly nothing play. <clears throat> yeah. And is now not playing on the weekend against the Blackhawks. Player to watch for the weekend, yeah, Andre Burakovsky. Just kidding, he's injured. When we called him a player to watch, yeah. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. I guess one thing I meant to say, too, Kale McCarr was in a slump. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, game three of his slump. If you can call it that, but yes. But, like, right. he, he wasn't dangerous in all three of those. Like, the Oilers game yeah. and then the, the two before that. Yeah, he was noticeably <clears throat> unnoticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Like on that five on that five minute major and the five on three, like mm-hmm. he had tons of open ice, and he was trying to accomplish something, but it just did not look like his confident self. Yeah, right, where it just nothing seemed to work. Yeah, but he made sure to change that against the the Blackhawks on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> so, as most of you probably know, the Avs went off and scored twelve goals in two days. Against the Blackhawks, and I um, love it. They were not. The Blackhawks did not look like a team that belonged. We yeah. kind of talked about it on on Thursday's episode, where this was a big two game stretch for the Avs because if they lost both games to the Blackhawks, they'd basically be tied in the standings. Yeah, it was a. It would have been a big swing, you know. Per, well, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Not not even close. Not. Even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And, yeah, you know, classic game starts off McKinnon, just doing McKinnon stuff. 
Yeah. How many times this year? I'd like to go back. I'm probably going to do that at some point. I just want to go back and look at how many goals that McKinnon has scored in the first three minutes of a game. Because he's probably done it five times, I think. It might be you more know? than that, to be honest. He starts the... That's one thing I just love about him, is he starts the game, and he's dominant McKinnon right yeah, away. Yeah. doesn't matter. Like, most games. He's just right out of the gate. I'm here. Get ready for this uh, huge rush up your right wing or yeah, something. true. <laughs> and, and there he goes. Hey, he's just like, I'm doing this, and you can't stop me. Yeah. No, nah, not nah, a boo-boo. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right? And, it, like... This isn't even that great of a goal, but he's just beautiful tip. Yep. Just gets in the right place, right time, and Corey Crawford's got no chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but again, you know, like you said, right? A minute into the game, and you're already up one, and things are flying. Yeah. And I think through this point, um, I'm trying to think, actually. It might have been... Right. It was this game. Uh, at this point, the Avs were 10-2-2 two, and two when scoring first, yeah. which is huge. Yeah, I saw that uh, graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it goes to show you, too, that they're scoring a lot first. Because that's 14 games yeah. out of, you know. 20. Oh, I guess yeah. I guess that's about half. But, you know. It's a but, solid... like you, but like you said, half of those. That's 14 games. But I bet you seven of those games, it's in the first, like, five minutes of a game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Sweet. All right. Which is good because there was that little time when we had our little lull. Uh, the Avs weren't coming out of the gate quite no. as you know heavy as they could have. But yeah, so awesome, awesome. Start. Second goal of the game goes to Ryan Graves, who sneaks down from the point mm-hmm. and just perfect timing for the rebound off Crawford. Crawford again, no chance. puts He put the rebound exactly where he wanted to. There shouldn't be somebody there, right? Especially you know wide open. And it just so happens, I think there was another play in, I don't know if it was this game or if it was Saturday's game, where it was a rebound and backdoor like that, but the puck bounces over the guy's stick, Mm. which is normally what happens. But Ryan Graves, right place, right time, hammers that puck in the net, gets rewarded for his efforts on Wednesday, and he's on the board with his third of the year. He's gotten better over the last, I'd say, couple weeks. He's on fire. Yeah. He's sure. uh he's really been pitching in in a lot of areas. I don't think it's a hot take, but this is definitely the best hockey he's played all year. Yeah, for it's sure. Not a question. Um a few minutes later, Zach Smith gets the Hawks on the board. It's just a weird play that ends up It's weird, but at the same time he's wide open in front of the net. Yeah, it's We've talked about this a million times, right? It's it, it seems like this Avs defense gets like their their coverage, just in front of that, it's just not there. Sometimes it's just nobody's. Yeah, I think not high priority. I think that's the biggest critique you can make with this team. Yeah, over you know the first two months of this season is yeah just getting a little too scrambly and puck focus losing losing your man. Right. This is a dump in and. Just too many people get focused on the puck, and yeah, yep. leave the front and then it open. Uh, I guess we should also point out that Frankie played this game. Right. He got his first game of the back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, he played really great. Like, oh, yeah, he did. He played fantastic. He made a lot of big stops in this game, and uh, definitely definitely was part of the reason they they took this game the way they did. Man, and see a breath of fresh air for this organization to have a really solid this guy could literally be a starter at some point, I think. 
Um, he's just, oh, we haven't had a good solid backup for a while, let alone even a, you know, competent starter. Yeah. Um, so oh, it's just so nice to see. He gives them a chance every night. We've said that multiple times, but seriously, every time he's in that, in in his crease, he's he's ready to go. He's such a focused goalie, so it's good to see. Then uh, another three minutes later, and as we said, Kale McCarr. Yeah, he's he's showing off again. Makes Corey Crawford look silly. He loves that shot. Hey, like it's just. Oh. Such a rocket, and obviously this guy has practiced this wrist shot from the, like that center, you know, high high slot point shot. Well, it's that plus it's the movement side to side, yeah, the right, side right. to side release, right. Yeah. Crawford he, clearly yeah. doesn't see this. That's why I'm saying it makes him look silly. Oh, totally. Such a good just standing there. I think it's Don Sway, right? Who's yeah. in front? Just a beautiful screen by him yeah. too. Corey Crawford doesn't even know it's by him. Yeah, he just, didn't didn't even move. Has no like, idea. Goes in the net. Oh, like, oh, oh okay. Probably but. immediately looks at whoever is covering Don power Spiner. play goal, which this is definitely something that the team needed. Right yeah, after sure. having none in the Oilers game. Yeah, um, yeah, just a freaking snipe show this dude has. Uh, maybe I'll just save some of the uh, many entries into the record book that this kid is making <laughs> with this crazy month that he had. Man, like overall, uh, I'll get to that later. Yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll that after the Chicago, the second, the yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Um, oh, the next goal. This is the next foul, goal. Foul, foul, This goal got Jared hot and bothered. Oh, man. that way. Oh, and man. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't be because it was beautiful. Yeah. It was very beautiful. Uh, some of you, if you weren't paying attention to the name or the number on his back, may have thought it was Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> right. Uh, it wasn't. It was actually a guy named Valerie Chushkin. Yeah. And he just blew by Duncan Keith like he was 80 years old. He's only 40. <laughs> is, is Keith actually no, 40? No, I don't think he's oh, 40. It's like, holy just, crap, dude. Just messing. Let's find out how, what, he, how he's, he's, he's getting up there, though, for sure. Yeah, probably like 34, 35-ish. 32? 36. Yeah, there oh, you go. Wow. Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. But did he ever look at on that play? Oh, Oof, oh yeah, he was gone. That was something else, too, man. Like, it just decides he, that that is like he learned that he must have learned that at practice because oh, remember the goal was it what three weeks ago where uh, McKinnon took it off Don Square's stick where he just like right. blows up yeah the yeah, yeah just against, takes it. this uh, is the Minnesota same play he just took it off another like he took off took it off the other team's stick right he's just like nope I'm gone bye see ya yeah it's like okay and, I'm gonna be Nate now uh <laughs> did I just before the podcast today I was checking out like the NHL condensed game highlights. And they always use the home team's highlights. Right. I don't know if you guys checked it out, but listening to the Blackhawks announcers or, like, their commentary, yeah. they thought Crawford made the save on this one. <laughs> like, oh. Crawford, save! And then Wait, Nick Chushkin's, the like, celebrating yeah. on the boards. And I'm like, why is he celebrating? Oh, and they're man. like, oh, he's, he scored. And they look at the next highlight, and it's like, oh, it went bar down. <laughs> yeah. Guess he didn't stop it. I was just like, I was watching it and I was just dying laughing. I was like, this is amazing. Some but, of the problems in these arenas with the guys so far back now, too. Yeah. Back and high. Like, I think... I, I've, You're watching on a TV compared to watching it in real life announcing it. Well, now. that, like, yeah, right. In in Edmonton, it's like they're, I don't know what, like the eight stories up, it seems like. Right. Oh, it's, it's so high in there. But it's funny how we kind of, you know, we, we saw this coming in a way, you know. 
right when he scored his first goal, we're like, oh, yeah. And, oh, and even yeah. before that, I remember we were talking about Nishushkin because he hadn't scored yet. And we were both, like, all of us were reiterating that he's playing a good, solid hockey game. Yeah. And once he scores one, the floodgates are going to open. And here we go. Because, like, this guy, I don't, I'm not going to be surprised if he can, you know, pop off here and end, end the season with somewhere around, like, 40 points or something. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't expect him... I don't expect forty points out of him this year. Yeah, that maybe that that's quite just high, because of how it started, right? And he's. Yeah. I expect him to be a fifty point guy in the NHL, though. If he play, if he can get going right at the start of a season, for sure, man. And I think that's kind of where people projected, like seeing him I, develop I, into. I think when the Dallas Stars drafted him, they hoped he was going to be better than that. But a fifty point guy should have been the minimum. Mm-hmm. And then injuries kind of derailed his career, but. He's got the talent. He's yeah. got the wheels. We just watched it. And he's got time, man. Like, he's still a young dude. Yeah. You don't so, get to freak out about that. That's um, good stuff. A couple minutes later, again, you know, it's literally a minute and 45 after that. Mm-hmm. JT Comfort with a snipe. Yeah. <laughs> from, Which is from McKinnon. Nate. Who, who else would it be, right? Uh, it's, yeah. Nathan McKinnon had another four point night on Friday. Classic. That's uh, also that was just so good. I was just thinking through the course of this game that Comfort was playing a good game, and that's somebody that we need to get going a little bit more. Yeah. I'd say like him and Jost are kind of like the two guys that maybe weren't quite performing as well as they could have been throughout the course of the season so far. Yep, and who can contribute a lot to this team. So that was really good to see him get a get a goal and get a three point night that night. Yeah. which is something that he hasn't really had at all this year. So that was solid. Well, and that's one of those break-ins where McKinnon could shoot it or he could pass well, it over. So it's like... You know what you so probably dangerous. shouldn't do mm-hmm. to the Avs? Let them have a three-on-one. Yeah. Probably not ideal. Because the third guy didn't even do anything in this play. Yeah. <laughs> he just watched and He's cheered. just like, yeah, guys, have at her. Yeah, I'll we'll support see, you. <laughs> you know, we'll see how Chicago goes forward here. But you can you could kind of slowly see, especially in the game well, last yeah. night... That they were just getting broken. And it looked like the Avs were in a prime position to end Patrick Kane's point streak. <laughs> right. Until, what, three seconds left? Three and a half seconds left in the period? Yeah. yeah. When Kane pots it. And yeah, also found that funny on the NHL highlights is the fact that the game goes from the end of the second period and Patrick Kane scoring to the end of the third period and nothing in between. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Literally nothing. But was there anyone watching Kane? No. No, no. it was huh. wide open. Weird. Yeah. Weird. You're, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me if you leave a guy like Patrick Kane wide open, he's going to score? He's no. not good at hockey, is he? That seems really odd. I, I... It seems like the Avs, anytime they leave a guy open, they get scored on. And it, it, normally it's... Good players too. Yeah. Like normally it's not Zach Smith. Normally it's Patrick Kane. Or yeah. Right. Leon Dreisaitl. It is or the top players that are, are wide open. Right. Which obviously they're harder to cover. But come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, probably yeah, they're put harder to cover, on. so you gotta, you know, not cover attention. Them. Maybe pay attention <laughs> to that guy. Yeah. But you know. But like, I don't blame the NHL for not putting highlights in that third period. It was pretty quiet. Yeah. Frankie did was he was supposed to, mm-hmm. but again, uh, th- this this is a weird game though, 
Chicago had 36 shots. Frankie played great in that second period. Yep. Great. 19 shots in the second. Mm-hmm. Frankie stands on his head. Again, do you, do you think Frankie had a chance, like a real chance on either of those goals? Not a whole lot, like, right? It's, obviously, it's not... he, he like the, the first, like Zach Smith kind of goes through him. Yeah. But a guy in the NHL wide open in the slot, uh, you hope your goalie makes that save, but he shouldn't have to make you that save. You shouldn't be yeah. banking on him to make it, right? Patrick Kane wide open on the side of the net. You hope your goalie makes a save, but he shouldn't have to make that save. Right. So he shouldn't be put in that position. Frankie didn't let in the squeaker that Frankie normally does, which is true. Yeah, usually he lets in like a little squeaker through his five hole or something that early on. Yeah, that like kind of wakes him up into his you know robotic Frankie check. ways. This is his first game since being back from injury, is it not? Uh oh, yeah, I think it is. I'm pretty sure this is his first start. So shaking the rust off yeah. like that, not too shabby. Yeah. Feels nice to have uh, two NHL goalies back, so. Yeah, it's weird not having to rely on your four-string goalie in a back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that uh, we don't have to do that anymore, hopefully, for the rest of the season. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, overall, again, dominating performance. Uh, offensive explosions when needed. And good performance by the goalie. And also nice to start the home-and-home with the road win, too. for sure. Not thinking you're going back into their barn or something. Like, going back home and you have to win to get a split or anything like that. Also going one for three in a power play is nice, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Get them while you can. Um, It's one thing Avalanche have been really good at this year is drawing penalties. So yeah, drawing penalties absolutely. Yeah. Scoring on them not so great. Right. Not as good for <laughs> sure. But, but uh, drawing them absolutely. I know. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at that, and they were like the second uh, team in the NHL for drawing penalties. So I'm sure they're still right up there because you see it quite a few times a night. So oh yeah, I forgot. Frankie ended up in the net against the Leafs on the oh yeah right whatever Saturday, but. This is his first start mm-hmm. since his injury. So, anyway, uh, get to Saturday where I was a little worried just because when you go and dummy a team like that, there's going to be a lot of at home. At well, yeah, you dummy them at home. They're going to want revenge, mm-hmm. so you better be ready. Yeah. Again, we were kind of talking on Thursday's episode about how, um. How awesome home and homes are because of the fact that you get the, the, uh, not the momentum, but you get that competitive juices. Yeah. You get, because you just played them, you want to, you're pissed off at them. Yeah. You're pissed off at certain guys. You, you have that extra juice. All that reason. All that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And the home and home just makes that even better. So the fact that the avalanche dumped on them. On Friday night, you're like, oh, man, Chicago's going to be ready. Right. They weren't. <laughs> the first 90 seconds, they were. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they get, they started off. We get a you yeah. know quick, quick uh, power play. And then, you know. And we just get beat going the other way. Stuff. And, you know, just let that guy skate past the three others. Let him be wide open, and he'll just tap it in. There's no need for the other three guys to skate back. I mean, it was a nice play. You can't can't say that it wasn't a nice goal. The the fact, it's not even so much the fact that it's a nice play, 
sod, like the fact that he gets that basically out of the air, like man, yeah, and outrageous. He, and he like calculated that rush pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caudry with the brutal coverage yeah. on sod. Yeah. Could have been a bit better. I feel like that happens a lot to teams when they are on the power play. This is why you see those kind of shorthanded goals. Well, yeah, this it's is just, they're not they're not even worried about defense, right? Yeah. It, well, this is why it's still a gamble to play four forwards on, oh, on a power play, right? Hundred percent. Because uh, again, Kadri should know better. Kadri's a better defensive forward than that. I don't know what he's doing there. Yeah. It's a beautiful play. Like it it's is. a beautiful pass. And saw saw. <sighs> His finish on that is outrageous. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what the shot you need. Grubauer has that. no chance. Yeah. But, again, it's that play can't happen when you're in his hip pocket. It can't happen, period, when right. you're on the power play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's rough. It's a rough start. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the Avs quickly... Woke him up. He woke <laughs> the beast. Qu- quickly decide to uh, figure it out, at least. And uh, Mr. Miko is back in this game. Oh, which yeah, is right. just a hell of a boost. I feel like... Also, the all and, getting all these players back is just gonna boost this team so much, and clearly it did. This guy, freaking big moose, let's go! Just oh, what a what a hell of a game he had! I tweeted it out during the day. There was so many moose gifts on Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, it was so good. that I would just open my Twitter and see mooses, and it was just yeah. mooses. Yes, I'm Canadian, and I just said moose is like an idiot. Me meese? my meese. <laughs> Uh, Look at all these meats. <laughs> the moose gifts were just legendary. I'm oh, really so happy good. with Avalanche Twitter for that. Yeah. Uh, he man, did he did he miss a month? Right. Or was he actually just? I mean, practicing the whole time because, man. So, so the Avs are practicing for injuries later on in playoffs. So they're purposely taking their good guys out to see if they can keep winning. It's like, hey, that's, we're still that's winning. What's going on. We're still winning, Miko. Why don't you just chill? Do you just, remember? Just rest. Do you want to go to Mexico for a week? Do you remember what we said on Thursday and on previous episodes about Rantanen? What's that? How maybe the Avs or Bednar would look into splitting up McKinnon and right. Rantanen? I think that's a bad idea. I mean, you know, <laughs> when they play that freaking well together, and you know, this is like, okay, we all know what Rantanen can bring offensively, but this is a big thing that I was noticing in this game how much we missed Rantanen on the offensive boards battling and forecheck. Yeah. This guy is, he is a moose. Yeah. The dude is hard to move. Yeah. And he is so, he's, his puck possession is, reminds me a lot of like how Forsberg used to do it. Right. Yeah. Like so strong on the puck and, you know, just so magical. Think like, about Yager on the boards too. Yeah. You could yeah. not get the puck away from that guy. Yeah. Like body Even positioning. Yeah, even once he got older, he was yeah. like that still, right? You could not take it away from him. That's something you just keep with you on, like, you know, how to protect the puck that well. Brett, Thor- Brett Thor- just called Miko Ran and Yarmir Yager, everybody. So please <laughs> take that and run with it. <laughs> same player, same player. <laughs> but, it, yeah. Oh, man, there's only a few players in the NHL, though, that can keep it away like that on the boards. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a talent to watch. Yeah. Because you watch these guys banging their sticks, slashing them, hitting them in the shins, and Not they can't worried. get it away from them. And his pass on that, 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 yeah. that first goal to pass to Kadri. Oh. So disgusting. I missed you so much. Right. <laughs> and, it, like, it's almost like 
because the Avs have been playing well without him, you kind of forget just exactly everything that he brings to the team. And it's like, wow, dude. I definitely did. Like, thinking that McKinnon and Burakovsky, like, it's not bad. And I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, Landis Cog, McKinnon, and Burakovsky is serviceable with whoever oh, you yeah. put Rantanen with in, on the second line. Mm-hmm. But man, Miko and McKinnon is just ridiculous. And you know, like with and Bednar started them separate. Yeah. In this game, he started Rantanen down the lineup, but it didn't last very long. He's like, okay, he he's fine, boys. Just just put him up with Nate. I feel like also. This speaks a lot to just the way that he approaches the game and, like, his profession. Like, this guy is prepared all the time. He didn't even have a freaking training camp. We all know how he started the season. Yeah. Guy comes in and is freaking unbelievable, not even training with the team. And then comes off this injury, first game, freaking looks amazing. So, yeah, like, kudos to this guy. He's a freaking great pro. He was born to play the game. Seriously. Um, but yeah, that, that first goal is just like, oh, you are so good. He also has 16 points in 10 games now. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's funny. Cause you like, you know, you brush over the, the stats of the, or the player stats in the avalanche. And you're like, oh yeah, Miko's still right up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nazem gets his second of the night. He's. He had, Not even he had two a, minutes later. Yeah, he had a really good night, too. He did. There's well, a lot of abs. They scored seven goals. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of guys that had good nights, but Nas had a really good night, too. Well, he had to make up for, for his first 90 seconds of the game. This hey. is true, right? This I was true. waiting for a performance like this from Nas in a while, too. I just felt like he was a little bit snake-bitten and not, you know, just wasn't quite feeling it. But, like, man. They, he, they all played such a good game in this game. Does he not look great as an av? Oh, compared he, to watching the Leafs, he was a good. Like, he leaf. was a good Leaf too. He but was a good Leaf, but man, he's fitting really well. It is in, yeah, outrageous how good. And he's wearing an A in this in this game. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show you that the he's so welcomed here. They too. like him in the room. Yeah, fans love him. As far as I understand, too. This is a weird goal, though. I don't know what Leonard's doing. Leonard is just Leonard was shooken up in this game. Oh, oh yeah. They, I mean, they got under his skin for sure. When he gets yanked, he, lo- he was loses not his mind. Yeah. But like this particular goal, like, I don't know. He thinks Kadri's going to shoot. But at first, when I watched <laughs> this, it looked like it was going to get called back. Like, it looked like there was some goal interference That's what or I something. Thought, right. Because. Stopped uh, right up. Was it Donskoy in front? I th- think so. Uh, But yeah, he stopped up in front. And you're just like, man, did he contact Leonard? Is that why Leonard went down so weird? No, no. Leonard's just down flopping around yeah. like a fish for funsies i <laughs> yeah. guess i don't know desperation don't, yeah desperation on a play that shouldn't be desperate right i don't know what like i don't know he just wasn't leonard like you know in this particular game mm-hmm. uh but i mean sweet we'll take it yeah he had, it, honestly going into this game he had one of the best save percentages in the league for a guy that started a lot i think he did yeah, actually, no, you're right. I, it was I like think... 938 average yeah, or something. Not, not anymore. Yeah, not after this one. <laughs> that'll that'll uh, chop it down a little bit. Third goal of the game is, you know, McKinnon, because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and just... and uh, who – see, this is what I mean. Like, this uh, 
this one timer. Yeah. It's yeah, I guess I was... it's a little not quite as one timey as it can be. Well, the thing is, this is why, you know, Nathan McKinnon sucks so much. <laughs> is the pass is not even close to the where he needs it for a one timer. Right. And he just chokes up a bit and hits chokes it. up. Yep. Makes it work, gets it on net, in the net. Just <laughs> so on top of it. You can you can watch these plays for hours, man. And you know, it's just that instantaneous chemistry yeah. that Rantanen and McKinnon have. It's yeah. just uh, it's this such is, a pleasure. This is pretty much the goal where I'm like, uh, I was wrong. Yeah, okay. Okay, leave them together. <laughs> Burkowski and McKinnon is cool, but and, not this cool. And until Landeskog gets back, Donskoy, Donskoy has really fit in. I feel like he's a player that is just... He, he's going to be heavily utilized to fill in these holes. Well, yeah, we right? said it when I think we said it at the beginning of the year, he's a utility player where he plays anywhere in your lineup. Yeah. And like, he's shown it, man. Cause he's, he's played all over the lineup, which again is something this team didn't have last year. Right. We've talked about it a million times. They, they needed guys like Kadri and Donskoy and Burakovsky to play, play as he has been. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the injury doesn't do anything to, to hurt that for Burkowski because yeah. he's had a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these, these are the exact kind of players you need in the lineup because NHL injuries are a guarantee. Oh, yep. And if you can't fill them, you can't win hockey games later in the year. You yep. just can't. Mm-hmm. As we've said, please let this be the worst of it. Well, that's why Colorado was testing this. All their players are fine. They're just testing their later <laughs> in the year theory. Randon, remember when uh, Bednar said Randon was a two to three week thing? Turned into like a four and a half week thing, I think. Yeah, which is... He was probably fine for a week and a half. They're just yeah, like, eh, we're doing fine. Yeah, you but, can be the water boy this week. But hell, you know, if you... You couldn't be put in a better situation to like... Maybe they did have some time like that. Uh, and they're just like, man, don't don't rush it. At some point, it's well, November. Yeah. Why it's, why rush things right yeah. now? It's the thing in the NHL now too. It's it's never worth rushing a guy back from injury ever because if it hurts him later on, then it's what if the hell? it gets worse and causes more problems. Yeah, then. what the hell are you doing? Why yeah. like, if, winning a game in November is not the same as winning a game in April. And if rushing him back a week early means he has to play through something for a month or maybe even the rest of the year, yeah. That's stupid. If you have the time to heal 100%, why not take it? Right. It's different when it's April and you got the playoffs coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Completely different situation. So that's the end of the first 3-1. Pretty dominating from the Avs. Mm-hmm. But we've seen this before where second period, there's adjustments, and then the Avs just don't continue. Mm-hmm. Well, they continued. Yep. Safe to say. Right where they left off. Donskoy gets, uh, gets on the board with another beauty. Yeah. Just, I <laughs> I don't know, man. They, like, like we said, this is the happiest episode we've ever had. Oh, this was a pleasure to watch this game. This pass by, uh, who was it that made the primary assist? It was Mackin, or sorry, Graves. My Graves, bad. yeah. Graves with the stop up just inside the blue line. Perfect To patient. wait for Donskoy to... So he turns the one-on-one into a two-on-one. Right, yeah. and then he's just freaking f- wide open. It's beautiful. It's not obviously the best defensive play because I can't remember who that was that was playing D on him, but he clearly didn't know that it was one-on-one or mm-hmm. he would have just took Graves out of the play. Yeah. But Graves makes the beauty play, 
Makes a stop up, holds the puck just long enough to feather it over to Donskoy, and bam, in the back of shifty difty yep. boom. It's in. He had a hell of a game. He did. Donskoy. He did. That's what he was talking uh, after the game. He's like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of nice having Miko back. We spoke some Finnish to each other. Nate hates that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, nice. That boy. Um, but, yeah, here we go. Miko gets on the board. In the goal column. In the goal column. <laughs> and I just, ugh, it's so good. So good. Oh, I missed, I missed it, man. You know? It's just, this is... This is what everybody in the NHL has to be scared of. Like the Avs transition game is arguably the, the best in the league right now. Yeah. Cause like they turn the puck over just inside their blue line and the Blackhawks just have no chance. Yeah, and it's right when you they gain control, it's just let's go, boys. It flies up that Yeah, race. they turn the puck over, it's automatically a three on two, turns into a four on three, and the puck's in the back of the net. Two seconds later. And there you go. That's the that's the incredible puck possession ability yeah. that Ranton has. Like, geez, this guy played amazing in this game. Like This is another one of those ones, though, where the rebound just p- falls down to the guy at the side of the net and yeah. bangs it home. But it's not like he didn't deserve it. Right? Like, just what a play to set up uh, Gerard and then good, you know, drive the net, get the rebound. That's yeah. how you do it. Beautiful. I just... <laughs> This this is it's not fair. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just the abs were just not fair, and <laughs> hockey gods were just like, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, we gotta we gotta slow these guys down a bit. You know, give them a little wake up call. Maybe they'll drop in the standings. Well, we can't let them be first because they'll get swept in the first round. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah you it. can't. That's hockey the thing, gods right? are trying to help them here. Yeah, yeah, you can't go into the playoffs being the number one, not having to fight your way in. Exactly. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a problem with that because. The way this team is playing without all of the lineup. Right. They're like, I know St. Louis is having a great run here. Right now, yeah. And I don't want to jinx it, but man, it I find it hard to believe the Avs aren't going to win this division. Oh, uh, me too. You know, but... if, if they continue on having everyone decently healthy, I don't Mark know. on wood that I'm not blowing this, but like. Until teams agree, figure though. out how to stop this depth. Yeah. It's not going to slow down. Well, that's the thing is they're like not far behind. How far behind are we? Two points from I think St. Louis? Four. I think it's 30. Six, actually. Okay. But six, six points. Six points, they two got, games, though. Right. Two games in hand. They got two games in hand. I mean, like we've been saying for a while, this team is going to take off now. Even the, it's not like they ever were, you know worse than they should have been maybe for a tiny bit but that five game losing streak that's was it. probably the worst and as far as i can see that's probably going to be the biggest you know lull in this season yep and i don't know i'm just there's there's so much optimism going going forward at this point yeah uh let's finish this game off here real quick before we get too long mm-hmm. uh tyson jose gets on the board yeah that was good uh, nice sniper. Yeah, another goal. Uh, Tynan gets his first assist of the year. Yeah. Which, again, after getting elbowed in the head, is uh, probably welcomed. And he's done a decent job filling in as well. I Yeah, I agree. For sure. Uh, and then a couple of late ones for the Blackhawks. Late one in the second, late one in the – or one in the third. Kane 
of course, extends his point streak again. Yeah. In the third there. 15 games for him. I don't know what else. Like, Grubauer ends up with a not-so-flattering stat line, but uh, score effects are all over that for sure. Avs are up 7-1, to one, and then the Blackhawks get two. I mean, it's... Again, it, it, it's not ideal to sit back on your lead, but at the same time, Miko didn't play the entire third. Yeah. Miko had a four-point night with 10 minutes of ice time, guys. <laughs> I know. 10 minutes and 47 seconds of ice time or something? That's like, a good night. That's <laughs> silly. Like, it's, yeah, silly. Silly <laughs> is the best word. <laughs> like, I don't even... It, it's I, I don't stupid. know. Did he get a point on every shift? <laughs> probably, probably pretty much you know pretty well oh man it's just it's ridiculous like i i didn't even notice that until later and they're like yeah Ratton didn't play the third i was like what four, no four points no way oh yeah right it was seven goals in two periods which is you know that i think that is so legit to do that that's a it's good like, way to man well, you don't need to play anymore you know rest your leg well that and like Every time a guy comes off of pretty substantial injury, they're like, well, you know, maybe you don't play him on the first line because you don't want him to have – maybe you don't want him to play so many minutes, so then you just play him on the third line, you play him 12 minutes through the whole game. Ease him in. Well, what if you just play him for two periods? It's then not he, a terrible idea, Bednar. Or points. Or Bednar's like, you're going way too hard, you're going to hurt yourself again. Sit on the bench. <laughs> Calm down. Listen, we don't need to beat them 10-3, to 3, okay? Yeah. Save it. It's That's okay. enough. You can sit on the bench. You've done your but, job. But, again, remember how we said – the fact that, like, if they lost both of these games to Chicago, Chicago could be right in it, like, yeah. pretty much tied with the Avs. Yeah. They're basically screwed now. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what uh, Grant was saying from uh, Hawks Talk Pod. Yeah. It's basically like, you know, these two games could very well decide the uh, fate of the Blackhawks this season. And it, I think he was pretty right about that because they got a real tough haul now. Yeah. If they want to have any chance of getting a sniff of the playoffs, so... Good luck to them because you didn't look too great in these two games. Kind of got dominated. So, good luck. Uh, so, you said you were going to bring up Kale McCarr's records. Oh, man. So, first of all, dude, he's amazing. Uh, rookie of the month in November. Who else would take that, yeah, right? Yeah, duh. He uh, played 14 games, 16 points. Yeah, seven goals, nine assists. Like, unbelievable. And then, you know, to put it into perspective of just how amazing this season is going for him. Uh, most points in November by a rookie defenseman overall in the league third in history behind Larry Murphy and Nicholas Lidstrom in 1980, 1991 respectively. That's uh that's rough company. Yeah. So literally no one's done this since I've been alive has had as good all of us, I guess, yeah, has had that good of a month, <laughs> huh? Or of of a November. Sorry. So everyone, just remember if you didn't if you didn't think about this already, you're watching history. So take it all in. Seriously, how have we not heard more about this? So points in a month he's in Colorado and not Toronto. Or yeah, okay, fair. Not a Canadian <laughs> market, I guess. I... Yeah, basically. Like, Don't worry, Canadian, not an Eastern market, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I got four more for you. <laughs> Uh, points in a month by a rookie defenseman, Avs history, Kale McCarr, 16 points. Next closest is 12. Uh, most points in a month by a defenseman, just any month, franchise history, he's fifth with 16. 
behind, you know, Sandus Lynch is the only one I really know in that. The other ones are like even way further, you know, 92, 88, 92. Tyson Berry is on there too at 16 as well. Nice. Uh, so yeah, fifth in history for that franchise history. Goals in a month by a rookie defenseman NHL history. Third overall, which he's tied with Brian Leach and Phil Housley at seven. Harry Cameron, 1917. Sure, for sure. For whatever T-A-N stands for. I remember seeing highlights of that. I remember reading that at the Hockey Hall of Fame this summer. (laughs) (laughs) And then Barry Beck, whatever, whoever that is, 1977 at 10. Okay, so, you know, third NHL history goals by a rookie defenseman in a month. Last but not least, most goals in a month by a defenseman. Franchise history. He's tied with everybody for first uh, with Rob Blake, Ray Bork, Santa Sosa Lynch, some decent uh, avalanche D uh, D men. So not bad. Uh, Yeah. So he's kind of good. He's he's kind of been good. Uh, Especially when you think that it's 2019 and scoring has dropped a lot drastically since, you know, the nineties, nineties and (laughs) eighties. It's gone back up a little bit as we can tell it's better over the last five years right now than it was, but it's not better than then. And like, oh man, this guy, we're going to, we're going to see just continued success and historic crap going on with this dude. Uh, and then, you know, a nice little second star of the month for Nathan McKinnon, because he's just apparently the most dominant player in November year in, year out here. Yeah. And dude's got 25 points in 14 games, and I'm pretty sure that was a Avs record because he beat his November from last year, which he had 23 points in. Rough, dude. God. So. So bad. And that's, again, like we said, that's without his two main men. So, exactly. Just about the entire month. One game with Randon. Yeah. One game. Yeah, and, and none with Landis Gog. Playing with, you know, it's not like he even had a consistent line. He went through Donskoy. Kadri and Donskoy. Like it was Cal- yeah, Kadri, Donskoy, Calvert, Burakowski. Burakowski, Calvert, Donskoy. Comfer was up there yeah. for a bit. Like, he played with, like, seven different people. The ultimate superstar move is to bring up your teammates when they play with you. Right. Sidney Crosby does it. Connor McDavid does it. Mm-hmm. Right. That is how you like that. It's one thing to be able to score 80 points yourself, 80, 100, whatever it ends up being. I mean, it's going to be more than 80. Hopefully, more than that. But if you can do that while also helping other guys perform at 20 points better than normal, right? It's like you're scoring 120 points, 140 points, right? It's it makes you that much more valuable. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Phil Kessel is a guy that just does his job. Right. Doesn't necessarily drive a line. That's what most wingers. Mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon is a beast. MVP. MVP. <laughs> Seriously, I was also thinking about this. Like, I don't know if there's anybody that you can say in basically the league who's more deservingly or more deserved at, of the Hart Trophy. At this point, I don't think it's biased like, to say that. Like, I, how? I agree. How can you argue that? The problem, the problem with the league MVP talk and i think we'll probably talk about this more on thursday's episode mm. after the leafs game um but the nh it, it stands for most valuable player but 
oftentimes it goes to most outstanding player. Yeah. Because to me, like they always say, well, you, you know, a guy like Dreisaitl and McDavid are going to take votes away from each other. They should. Mm-hmm. You you shouldn't be able to be the most valuable player if your teammate has the same amount of points as you or right. pretty close. Or doing just as much as right? you. Right. Like, you remember when Taylor Hall got his MVP? Mm-hmm. He had like 30 more points than the next guy on that team. Right. That is most valuable. And player. like over 50% of the points for that team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that is the most valuable player. Yeah. If you have two of them, you can't be the most because you're equally as valuable as the next guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now, this is the problem. At the end of November, McKinnon's going to look like that. But once Landis Coggin McKinnon or and Rantanen are back, it's not. Yeah. Rantanen's going to go off and you're like, well. We'll see. That's what we when we just got to hope that people take note of exactly what happened in these yeah. first two months for McKinnon. With yeah. everything that happened with the team as yeah. well, right? Exactly. Like yeah. I, I'm with you, though. I well, I definitely want to get into this some more next we episode will. for sure. Also, I just wanted to add, uh, Makar hasn't taken a penalty yet. Yeah, I think we brought that up last episode or something too. Probably. Uh, so, Lady Bing? Shh, shh, No, don't. Don't shh. even talk about it. It's okay. Don't talk about it. He's no up, He's going to be up for Knock on multiple trophies this year as well. Um, I guess before we close, Leafs game. Mm-hmm. Abs and Leafs on Wednesday. Yeah, Eastern Swing. We will be recording post-game opposed to pre-game like the Oilers game because, you know, it's out east, so it starts early. Yeah, we got the early start. So, yeah, keep in mind, game starts at 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a couple days of practice. We may even see Landy for that game. Yeah, I, th- I believe he's traveling with the team. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 heard. I wouldn't hold your breath for Wednesday. Yeah. But I would definitely plan on seeing him on the weekend. Also, does it matter? <laughs> does it? Well, it? well, I mean, you can say that. It can't the, hurt. The Leafs just pumped the abs, so. Yeah, that's true. It might matter. It, let's have a good bounce back against the Leafs. Start yeah. that road trip because I believe it's what Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Leafs, Habs, Bruins. Mm-hmm. I think you, you want them for sure for the Bruins game. I think I'm so thinking too. we'll probably see them at the very latest Saturday. You'd think. Yeah. I'd say the earliest is Thursday because yeah. it's kind of like random. Why play them back to back if you don't have to? Yeah. So play them mm-hmm. Thursday and Saturday if you're going to play them at all until Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that being said. The Habs are not in the best place. We're going to talk about this some more too, but Carey Price, Car- Price is not Carey Price at the moment, so mm-hmm. it's a good time to run into them. Get your get your revenge on the Leafs on Wednesday. and Right, yeah, you just revenged uh, the Oilers, so do that again. Caudry's back at home, mm-hmm. so is he that should the be... the first time? Yeah. Yeah. He should be really... Like, he if he, you think he was fired up for the last game against Toronto, yeah. he'll be real fired up. He'll probably fans upon fans at this game so. yeah i wonder the kind of reception you'd think they'll give him a real nice reception i like, would assume he gets a yeah like a similar to the berry yeah i was gonna in, say that exactly yeah, yeah. i was gonna say he'll probably get the berry treatment yeah i won't he I didn't won't, ask for a trade yeah i won't they loved him in toronto i won't doubt the uh good old standing ovation yeah i, I agree especially since you know they kind of miss him still i'm sure they do <laughs> uh that being said i think it was a uh, as expected, a very happy episode. It's a jolly time. You know, it's December. We're getting a little jolly for the Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Might as well, uh, you know, keep it up, Avs. Let's uh, let's keep December a nice jolly holiday month. Let's go. Enjoy your Cyber Monday, and uh, mm-hmm. we will catch you on Thursday. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.